Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Wind Thieved Hat. Now this is a, a rather special edition of The Wind Thieved Hat. It's an anniversary edition, yep. It's been one year since I began with my very first interview with, with my mate Tony Pipes. And if I'm being really honest, there have been points over the last year where I've wondered if it's all worth it. I'm not exactly riding high in the Apple podcast charts, and it is quite a lot of work alongside the day job. But but there are two things that keep me going. One of them is the people that I talk to, and I choose to interview the people I do, not just because I think they're brilliant creators, but also because I like them as human beings. And I, I've had the joy of meeting them. Um, meeting some old friends along the way, but also making some new ones. So that, that's been great. And the other thing that keeps me going is without fail, after every episode I put out, there's usually somebody who drops me a little note saying how inspiring or reassuring or comforting they've found the conversation. So I'd like to say thank you for listening and thank you to all those individuals who've got in touch over the course of of the last year. You've really um, you've really kept me going. And with this being the anniversary edition, I wanted to say I don't need a cake or any cards, but if you do enjoy the podcast, then, um, then please do uh, share it and leave a review. That would be really nice. Right then, episode 14. So this week I am talking to Al Murphy, the illustrator. I first met Al about 13 years ago, well specifically 13 years ago in fact. We did a big project together for the Paramount Comedy Channel and I remember at the time thinking not only is this man a brilliant illustrator but what a lovely human being as well. And the world of Al Murphy is one that I have dipped into in the intervening period. And if you don't know it, it's kind of bonkers and bizarre, surreal. There is a current of darkness running through it. It's always very funny and quite often very sweary. And this chat, which um, which came to a close only because somebody came into the room we were where we were recording it and uh, started moving chairs, is a really frank one. Al is a, is a beautiful human being and he's as humble as he is talented. He talks really openly about his insecurities as, a, as an illustrator and, and those insecurities are not really getting any easier as he gets older. We're, we're, we're both about the same age. We touch on the difficulty of making work in today's cultural climate, particularly when that work is quite edgy. We talk about Al's life in New York and uh, in Old York. And we ah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. You're going to listen to it, so I don't need to tell you. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm, rich tones of Mr. Al Murphy. So I've got some questions. Are you ready? I am. I've just taken a sip of water like they do on Parkinson. Excellent. I've seen them do that. It does feel a bit like a chat show, but without the audience, It does. It? If yeah. only there was someone filming this, and then they'd <laughs> pan away from us and to reveal this empty room. Um, we're, we're playing at chat shows. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's how yeah. I like to... This is, yeah. If you weren't here, I'd be doing this on my own yeah. anyway. Good, good. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd begin 
with um, a, a, a little quote that I found on your website. Oh, God. Well, you describe yourself as the Ipswich Town FC of illustration. You've been around for a long time, but it's hard to recall any of your major successes. Yeah, I was pretty pleased with that. It's, um, it seems to me classic, uh, classic Al. That's yeah. self-effacing, Self, yes. wit. Yes. Uh, um, uh, but I, I read that and I thought, well, you see, from my point of view, my mum's favourite mug is one with a rabbit on it reading Watership Down. Is it? Thinking fucking hell. Is it? It's it is. Your mum sounds mum's, like my kind of mum. Yeah, she's, it's her favourite mug. Well, thank you, Mrs Holman. You are the person <laughs> that bought that mug. Yeah, no, actually, the mug did all right. Yeah. People love a swearing rabbit. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So let's rewind sort of to the beginning then. So it was York where you you grew up, was it? It, That's where I was raised, yeah. Yeah. From North Wales. Went to York when I was uh, five-ish. So I did all my schooling in York. Very happy. Yeah. Very happy times. You've been to York, Richard? I've been to York many times. I mean, the York, we're of a similar age. The Yorvik Museum was a big thing. I don't think it's possible to ask anyone between the ages of 35 and 50 about York without them coming back to you and saying, I've been to the Yorvik Viking Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone of a certain age, north of, I don't know, Nottingham, has been to the Yorvik Viking Centre, if they're roughly our age. Right? Um, yet, nice place to grow up. Was ready to leave when I left and went to art school. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a, got a little bit of the... Ah, uh, uh, no, need to be careful here. That's It was... I was ready. It was, I was, was ready time. to look for something, something else, and so I followed my then girlfriend to Liverpool. Okay. So that was a nice twist of fate because I actually wanted to do uh, writing, uh, and or film, yeah. or I maybe wanted to do some something to do with film. I was really into film, and I hadn't quite worked that detail out. But I was actually applying to places that I applied to Manchester and okay. places like that but to do film yeah. studies right or maybe making film or even script writing or something like that but then she went to Liverpool and the only course I could get up to Liverpool was illustration oh that sounds awful that sounds awful on the course in, I had to work hard to get onto yeah. it but I think that I was as driven by wanting to go there because she was there right. than you know, yeah, and yeah, also, yeah. also, I think that when you're only 18, you don't know what you're doing. No. You know, I think so many people are just flipping around like a fish yeah. out of what is that? I say flipping yeah, around yeah. like a fi- flapping, I, I t- flipping, I totally flapping. Know what you mean. But so actually, I look, I sort of feel guilty that I chose to go to Liverpool and do illustration when it wasn't, I wasn't like right. fucking born to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, it worked out great, and so I think fate kind of took over. Yeah. And and did you, when you were a kid, were you were you a drawer? I was. I was. Oh, very much, very much, but yeah. not to the extent. I don't remember thinking this is this is it. This is what I'm going to be. Yeah. You know, I think I drew enough that I thought, yeah, that will work. When I went to art school, and I, I always did. Well, you yeah. know, I was the the kid in the year that, you know, could draw a teapot. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. 
today, class, we're drawing teapots. <laughs> Some right. people just look, you know, oh, yeah. oh. You know, and the, yeah. the bad boys always liked it when you could draw, yeah. didn't they? Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sort of show their softer side, and yeah. Yeah, that's quite a good teapot, actually. <laughs> I won't kick you at it. Yeah. So I enjoyed all of that. But I did subsequently, in, in more recent years, when I've got to know people who I consider significantly successful artists, illustrators, you know, they would, from day one, they were they knew that that's what they were going to do. Yeah. That's, and they would say, and I would draw all day and I would fill sketchbooks. Uh-uh. And I didn't, actually. Right. But, but I think that's kind of reflected in how I am as an artist now. I'm yeah. quite a lazy artist. Right. I just want to get to the end point as quickly as possible. It's funny, though, that you talk about writing. One of the great things I think about your work is, that is a little... Is, is, are there lines in them, you know? Well, thanks, the, man. The, the words, no, it's true. Uh, it, it, the, the, it really makes them. Well, do you know, that's, uh, there are times where I, I, I think, I wonder if I'm a, uh, what's the word, a repressed uh, writer or... Copywriter? Or, yeah, yeah or, 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 along those lines. I enjoy that bit as much yeah. as the... As the I mean, it's quite rare, unless I'm doing a, a commercial job, an advertisement or whatever, if it's a personal job, it's quite rare... Uh, that I'll do a piece without words. And I've tried, I've tried to do stuff without. I've set myself the challenge and I, I, I'm not very good at it. I think right. I need the words to, um, to uh, well, to give myself the own entertainment from the piece, you know, if it doesn't make me laugh. But then the problem is I'm also riddled with insecurity. So I'll do it and then think, but is that a bit shit? Is anyone mm. else going to... So actually, the the, the humour bit uh, can be a, as much a curse as a well, not a blessing, but as as much as it's the thing that drives me to do the piece in the first place, it can also be the piece that sends me into a pit of self doubt. You know, wondering whether it's funny. Or, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And and do you do you fiddle with the words a lot? Or do I do. Anything about that? What you know, the I do. phrasing? And, oh, I'm a big yeah. fiddler. You're a big I'm a big fiddler. I do. I, I, I'll tweak something for ages, the yeah. words and or the illustration. Because that's the thing with comedy, isn't it? You know, and, and, and lines make it... You, you, the words, they have, they have to be the right words in the right order. Of course. No, completely. And, um, you know, and then they'll sometimes they'll, I'll do one and I'll think that that'll do. Because there's this pressure to keep Instagram fresh as well so I'm constantly trying to do stuff exactly and then in doing that very often I'll come back to something uh, look back on something over what I've put up over the last couple of weeks and I'll think god that's that's awful that hasn't worked at all you know and I've but you know I think you can overthink these things yeah I think it's it's probably more important just to keep keep putting things out you know yeah and how did you get then from uh from doodling and sketching yeah. in sketchbooks to getting paid for doodling for uh, sketching. W- well, when I went to art school, I hadn't because I didn't have a formed idea. I, I thought that the 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 comic, uh, the humour element, not the comic as in yeah. I don't want to confuse it with comic books. The humour element was would be seen to devalue the art. So it was like a dirty thing that I kept. I didn't do, and I was thinking about this on the way here because obviously I knew that we'd discuss this. 
and uh, I wanted to say I always try and give credit to Mike, the, the my tutor at uh, art school, because yeah. he kind of eked it out. He was like, "Well, I've seen your sketchbooks, and you've got these funny little things. So why have I set you this brief and you've done like an oil painting of a horse?" <laughs> <laughs> and I literally would because I thought, well, that, I'm at art school and that's what right. you do, isn't it? Right. So I would do these sort of like expressive kind of, and you know, a moody horse because the, the brief was draw a cover for, you know, they would pick a book. And, yeah. And, and he let this go for a couple of years and then towards the end he was like, what? What? these are awful. Um, why aren't you doing what's in your sketchbook? And, yeah. and I... And I said oh and and it was him that first showed me this is around the time that David Shrigley was right becoming a really massive deal yeah and he showed me that and he was like look there's nothing yeah. however whatever works for you is is valid great, you know? great. so so it, in the in the last year I kind of started doing more of that and gaining confidence so you sort of found found that voice of yours at college yeah I did great. and then but then to answer your question about how it uh, crossed over into making money. Yeah. You know, I thought, well, what, where the fuck am I going to, what am I going to do? You know, and, and, the, and the, the, the answer is that you just, this is in the uh, 99 I graduated. Okay. And back then, you would literally knock on doors. You yeah. know, this is pre-social media or anything. So I had some excruciating portfolio sessions with I remember I went to the Daily Telegraph and there was a really old school guy there. Wow. I can't remember what his name was. And he was very polite, but he was looking at my work and it was, it, 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 it was mild disgust on his face. As, you know, along the lines of, why have you... <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And, you know, and then you'd go to another place and they'd say, this is great, this is just what we want. And, yeah. and so from those... You know, it, it built slowly, but it took ages. It was that was ninety nine, and it yeah. was two thousand and five before we did the job together yeah. for Paramount, and that was the first significant. That was the one that was well paid, big exposure, right? <clears throat> a proper job, as I say. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the the years in between, I was still working it all out. Yeah. And then after you get a job like that, then you get a bit more confidence. Yes. But that confidence has waned subsequently. I've, you know, right. if, you, if you have quiet spells, then you start questioning again, is this? Yeah. And then, you, and then add into that age, Richard. Oh, yeah. God, don't get me onto bloody insecurity <laughs> with age. You know, because you've got this wave of new talent coming yeah. out that you're having to... Right. And then, like I say, style... My style hasn't really changed or evolved because, as you said, it's as much to do with the writing yeah. as it is the art. Yeah. And then you see all these hip new kids coming out with their newfangled styles. <laughs> their new words. <laughs> their new words. <laughs> I don't understand how to make young people laugh. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, that's, so that was it. College, uh, this, a great tutor who helped me sort yeah. of bring that out. And, yeah. then, and then, you know, you find the right clients. and Yeah. And then it starts to roll, doesn't it? Then you know, fingers off, crossed. Off you go. How, how, how do you deal with those those those, those moments of self doubt? I think I think like most artists, I you know, I cry. I take myself into a dark room. I beat myself. There's a lot of masturbation. 
<laughs> to try and get out the evil. No, um, I do struggle a lot with, uh, uh, you know, I knew, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It is being, really hard. Being a solo uh, creative practitioner, no matter what it is you're doing, yeah. um, uh, you're... You're giving something of yourself yeah. in the work, yeah. and then you, you've also got to try and make 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 a living, haven't you? You've got yeah, to try, no, you've got to try and pay the bills with it. No, and, it's, really, uh, it's really hard. And uh, it's, it's really, I, you know, I don't want this to become a midlife crisis chat, but age does have a factor. Because of course, when I was in my uh, mid late twenties, yeah. I didn't give a shit. I didn't yeah. have anything to worry about. We were paying minimal rent on a shared uh, house. I didn't have kids. Blah blah blah. So if yeah. you went through a bit of a uh, the other thing that I did when I was younger is I did other things. Yeah. I was in a band, and, right. and so you just thought, oh, well, I'll just go and do that for a while. Whereas as your responsibility gets greater, you, I think you focus in a bit more, but actually that's to the detriment of the craft mm. because you start just... I mean, when, when things aren't going great... I mean, I'm very diligent. I go to my studio every day, but there are days where I'm just staring at a blank piece of paper or... The worst thing, scrolling through Instagram, thinking, yeah. fucking hell, what? Jimmy Jib Jobs has got 10,000 followers. <laughs> Jimmy Jib Jobs is still at college. You know, yeah. and that is, yeah. you're on a high road to nowhere yeah. then. Yeah. But it's, it's impossible not to, yeah. to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. In a way, it's part, of the, it's part of the gig, isn't it? Well, really? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any artists who don't feel like the, actually that's bollocks I do know some artists that don't feel like this but they're the ones that have got 3.4 million followers and two houses yeah. in the country and they're perfectly content with yeah. <laughs> but we don't know they're, they're, are they though are, are they? they are they yeah are they well I think are they Maybe is something that into their they're down feather pillows yeah, that's what no I find that saying are they is something like something that I say to make myself feel better. I just go, are they though? <laughs> are they? And then there's a little voice in my head going, yes, they are perfectly content. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, no, I think the, the more commonly most yeah. people are having the same. I share a studio with six other illustrators or artists. I think that we're all going through the same but that's tricky isn't it I, I've got a, a good friend of mine uh, lives in, in a very fashionable corner of London Clapton oh yeah at the moment. oh that's where the young people are living I think and, and, and he's on a street where he, he's a commercials director okay and opposite him there's a guy who directs dramas. Right. And a little bit further up the street, there's a guy who directs feature films. This sounds like Stella Street. Oh, yeah. what, you mean it's what? It's yeah, yeah, so it's all a bit sort of Top Trumpy. Yeah. yeah. So he can go out of his house feeling quite good in the morning <laughs> then, to buy a pint of milk. Well. Uh, fall into a chat and discover that, you know, this other fellow's off shooting in Iceland for you, six months. You, that's a, that, you know what? You've hit the nail on the head there because my lovely wife is always... Uh, reminded me of this. She said, look, you're really downing yourself. And, you know, because two or three times a day she will have to hear me go, it's all over, I don't know what I'm doing, no one wants me anymore. (laughs) And then she will have to remind me, well, yes, that's... But if you were to go to, I don't know, I don't want to be disparaging about 
geography or but you know if if you know if if I were to go back to to York I don't know many illustrators in York I'm sure there are yeah uh, maybe we should go <laughs> you, but you know what I'm saying she said yeah. look you're you're in a, a trendy London studio surrounded yeah. by other artists yeah. and it becomes that top trump thing that you're talking about and yeah. you lose sight of the fact that actually things are going fine, yeah. but you're always looking at the next guy. That's right. It's human nature, isn't it? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So on your website, mm. it's uh, the work's divided into um, uh, paid the rent oh, and, God. And, and did it for hoots, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, which oh. I, I think is quite nice. Oh, yeah. Um, so let, let's talk about the stuff that pays the rent. Uh, so you recently had a show called False Advertising. I did. Um, as a commercial artist... Al has a long and complicated relationship with the world of advertising. Yeah. <laughs> on the one hand, it has fed and clothed his family yeah. and led to award-winning success, mm. while on the other, it has led him to question his own morals as he takes the money to sell brain-melting <laughs> products to children. I've never even done that. I'm just always, I'm just always trying to be funny, Richard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that made me laugh. Well, I'm glad. Well, yeah. I suppose I have maybe given up some credibility through being... A commercial artist. Mm. That's what I've felt in the past, or maybe heard uh, sneers about. Do you know what I mean? Right. You're not real if you're doing an advert. For, if somehow it's not cool to do an advert for whoever. You right. know, it's irrelevant who. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose there are times that you're doing stuff for advertising that's just a bit shit, and you know it's shit, but you're still so. Okay, so I suppose I have no problem with doing advertising and stuff, if like anything, if it's good. Mm. But the, the problem is, when you're trying to survive, yeah. you know, you'll get some creative director going, and, and here's the idea, and you'll yeah. think, oh my God, and then you'll still do it. Yeah. I wish I had the moral, um, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but I wish I uh, had the confidence to say, well, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that, I'll yeah. pass, thanks, you yeah. know. I never do. Yeah. I always take the money. Yeah. Well, you it's know. tough, isn't it? When they, you know, the mortgage payment's around the corner. Well, and, that's yeah. it. But I struggled with it for years, and then I thought, well, you know, I think I had a conversation with a, uh, a, a pal of mine who, who said, well, you're just, you're just, you just got to survive, mm. you know, and you take those gigs so that you can do the, the stuff that maybe you, I don't want to say enjoy more, but, you know, the self motivated stuff yeah. or whatever that doesn't pay but you know yeah. uh, I don't want to be disparaging on any of the commercial stuff I've done because I'm grateful to get any job yeah but um, yeah it, it, I think you always struggle a little bit with some of those jobs don't you that you, you yeah. think I'm, I'm probably doing this more for the money than yeah. for the love yeah. but you know yeah. how does the process work for you then so some, somebody will come along and say Al we've got this we've got this new product yep. and we've got an, an idea for a, a, a press ad let's say or, yes um, and uh, can you come back with some characters yeah. or is that sort of how it goes yeah yeah that's exactly how it goes yeah. I'm, I'm quite lucky in that generally if people come to me specifically it's different if they go to my agency and say we've got an idea can you present some illustrators that never works out 
Right. You know, if I get put forward, I never get paid. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll have that guy that looks like he can't draw and swears loads. Yeah, yeah, let's pick him <laughs> to sell the new Volkswagen, you know. Right. But if they come to me specifically, yeah. I, I know that I'm usually on safe ground. You know, if, they, if they've gone to my agent and said, we're interested in Al Murphy for this job, yeah. then you think, well, okay. Yeah. They know what they're going to get, Richard, yeah. and what they're going to get is shit work. <laughs> Not really. No, but they know that stylistically, I, I, you know, yeah. it's going to be what it's going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually people want some aspect of the humour in there as well. So what I used to do, well, I still do, but I'm, my confidence is waning a little bit. But when I was younger and more arrogant, yeah. uh, I would, a bit like with the stuff that I presented to you, I would go all out and I would really give it you know, basically there would be penises in there, there would be swearing in there, yeah. and I'd take it to the, you yeah. know, yeah. factor 11, yeah. and then knowing that they'd say, well, that's not going to happen, but they'd scale it back to hopefully seven or eight, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if I went in at seven or eight... Yeah, they'd have pulled you back to five or six. Exactly, right. yeah. So I'd always push it as, as oh, much okay. as I could. Yeah, that's interesting. And... Uh, but the, and like I say, the problem is when you go through a, a fallow period and you're a bit down on your luck, yeah. you, you go in at seven or eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's the, that's the thing about your work. It's got, it's, got, it's got a bit, I mean, I hesitate to use the word edge, but it's, uh, it's a little bit risky, isn't it, for brands, I think. It, for brands, yeah. yeah. Like, what I, th- I never, ever want to cause offence and I hope that nothing I've done does. I think, you know, and, and if someone's offended by a swear word, then I don't care. Yeah. That's their fucking problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd, I would never want to cause offence about anything to do with, um, you know, obviously race or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I suppose the only one that I maybe play around with is religion. <laughs> I do like to... I think you do. That do you do play around <laughs> with religion a bit, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. do play around with religion. But even then, I, I, I hope that it would be taken... I hope that you... It could still be taken yeah. as good-natured. But with the problem that I'm finding the last 10 years is that people are so scared of causing offence right. that it's now... It's almost impossible to get more edgy stuff through. Interesting. You know, right. I think the last five years, particularly, particularly the last two years, it's getting, it's getting harder and harder, and and I find that quite depressing. Mm. You know, uh, I think it comes from a good place, but I think that a lot of, I don't know what's going on in sort of the corporate world at the moment. It's you know, mm. ev- there's everyone's terrified of. Mm of sort of pushing the envelope in, in any Lack way. Risk-taking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember around the time, so this is mid, what are they called? Noughts. Noughties. <laughs> no, mid noughties. So. so around 2006, so just after I did the work with you, then I did a job for uh, Perrier in the States. And it was really edgy. Some of the stuff that we did was really edgy and there's no way it would get commissioned now. You know, 
no, again, no, nothing, nothing that would cause offence, but it was just a little bit, mm. you know, wink, wink sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I feel that that's gone a little bit at the moment. Again, maybe it's just gone for me. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's yeah. loads of illustrators going, I am doing perfectly fine over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel, I've, I feel that there's a tension yeah. that didn't used to exist. Do you yes, feel Yes, yeah, that? no, I, I would agree with that. I yeah. would agree with that. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty about, you know, what's going on in all sorts of different ways, which makes people a bit uh, more cautious. And, yeah. and, and, and clients in a sort of commercial context more risk-averse. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I, I have noticed that. Yeah. So for, so for me personally, with the style of work, I'm sure, like I say, this isn't, I don't mean it's the end of art in advertising, but for someone like me, I sort of feel a bit like one of those old school journalists that we were discussing earlier that smells of whiskey and fags and gets pissed at lunchtime. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, and everyone's going, oh, no, don't, don't get Peter in. <laughs> and I feel like either that right. of illustration, right. oh, no, not Al Murphy. Oh, he... <laughs> He does drink at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's a bit of that going on. But you, I have, have you ever explored changing styles? Yes. This is not a recommendation. No. But uh, I was thinking about, you know, it's a bit like, um, I, I, I'm not a golf fan. Right, but I'm thank aware, God. I, I'm aware that golfers have a swing, don't they? And, uh, and now and again, yeah. they, they try and change their swing and uh, that either <laughs> goes well or, or, okay. or, or it doesn't. And I, I, I wondered, if you, have you ever experimented with a sort of... you know, A, a different of, swing. A, a different swing. <laughs> change of swing. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely have. I'd be lying if I said there haven't been times where I've thought, let's do... But it's been so unsuccessful so quickly... <laughs> <laughs> I've almost immediately thought, well, that's not working. Right, you've gone back to your old... Because I think that's the thing. Even if people listening... Yeah. All 17 of Oh, your, your mum. <laughs> maybe <laughs> my mum. My mum with a mug. Uh, uh, even if they don't know your name, they'll, they'll know you work. Uh, I think you, your style is, is... It's a very... It's a distinctive style. Well, I, I hope so. Again, that, you know, that... Insecurity. This should be called the, the insecurity <laughs> yeah. hour. But again, I don't think I'm always amazed when people do know yeah. my style or my work. But I mean, it's brilliant. I'm very flattered when they do. Yeah. But um, but have I thought about changing styles? <clears throat> yeah, like I say, when you go into panic mode, you start thinking, "Well, I'll do any. I'll do. I'll do anything." Yeah. The thing that I should really do and would like to do is sort of keep the same style, but but do something more with it. Right. And for the last couple of years, I've been looking at getting more into moving image and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed your Brexit film. Very yeah, much. that sort of thing. Yeah, because it's interesting, isn't it, given your early dalliance with the idea of film, yeah. your capacity as a writer uh, and yeah. the creation of characters. Yeah. It all it's suggests all There's just one thing form. missing, motivation. <laughs> <laughs> motivation. I am inherently lazy. Are you? And I think that uh, what I've always hoped from those jobs is that someone would swoop in and go, oh, we've got his have a children's TV show. Right. Because it doesn't happen like that. You have to do treatment upon treatment and, you know, write a million different synopses or or whatever the plural is and all of that sort of thing. And I just, I'm I'm fucking lazy, as, as I've already said in this chat. And I am, I, you know, and I wish I wasn't. But again, all of those people that I've been lucky enough to know over the years that are 
3.4 million yeah. <laughs> followers. Yeah. They've got them for a reason. They're working yeah. all, all night, every night. You know, they're, they're, I, some of them, I think, are a bit on the spectrum. Mm. I really do. I think yeah. that there's a, a slight, sure. it's almost, yeah. it's kind of not, uh, but all, all, almost an abnormal work rate, you know. Yeah. And I, I've, I haven't had that. But an ergo, I'm not where I wish yeah, I was. Yeah. But I've, I've been thinking time. about it too as well recently, you know, wondering whether one slows down a bit, you know. You as do. You, as you get a bit because old. if you didn't, the Paul McCartney would still be writing good songs. Yeah. And I, 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 and I really mean that. I feel bad saying that. I love Paul McCartney. But I, I mean, I, the Beatles are my all-time favourite band. Yeah. And... I, I heard that someone made that point. Why, uh, what, why does all, even the greatest songwriters, they wane? And I think yeah. that there's a certain amount of life force energy that yeah. you can't maintain. Yeah. Maybe. Am I just talking bollocks now? I don't know, man. I think with, it depends on the art form. You know, I think with writers, yeah. often they flourish later. Maybe you're right. So, you know, musician, pop artists. Yeah. Uh, you know, generally it's a, it's a 20s and younger sort of thing, isn't it? Maybe because you're driven by kind of almost immature, not immature, but things like, you know, love mm. and that, you know, like you're obsessed with that person or, and, you mm. know, and so you'll write 50 songs and you're yeah. like manic and, and that, that sort of, as you get older, you kind of mature out of that sort of thing do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and I think to a lesser extent maybe it was a bit the same with art I used to draw a lot more and I used to I used to be less I used to give less of a shit about the end result and and that has gone with age I can't quite uh, explain why mm. where I used to do stuff and, and the result was a lot of it was just total shit but at least I was, you know, I was kind of drawing more like a, like a Hunter S. Thompson yeah. <laughs> of illustration. You know, yeah. a little bit more, less, I, I maybe worried less about causing offence or the gag yeah. falling flat or whatever. You say you're lazy, but mm. are, are you, uh, th- 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 there is stuff that you do for hoots, uh, you know, that you're yeah. doing. Are, are, are you... Do you, do you draw every day? Or? I do. As I say, I go to my studio every day. Yes, I do draw every day. I suppose what I mean by lazy is I have to be, you know, the show I did at the book club, I didn't go out and get that. Yeah. I didn't go, hey, man, you want me. I bang on doors. It came to me. Okay. So when stuff comes to me, I yeah. work really hard. Yeah. And, you know, as I said before, I am a, I am a diligent artist. Yeah. And, and I'm a real client pleaser. Yeah. Clients love me, Richard. <laughs> you know, imagine. I never turn stuff in late. Yeah. I, I, I will try, if possible, to go the extra mile. I'm good in that respect. Yeah. But I haven't got that, that thing where I, you know... I've got a million different kids' book ideas or TV shows. I haven't done anything with them. <laughs> They're right. all just on post-it notes right. in a drawer. Yeah. But, you know, the people I really admire, it's like, oh, you were talking about that thing. Oh, you've, oh, it's on its second series. Oh, and you've painted a new version of the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And you've got an album coming out. Oh, cool. And then, you know, <laughs> what yeah. have I done? Then you go to the dark room. Then. You go to the dark room and <laughs> yeah. whap the old chap. <laughs>
Yeah. You, you've, done, you've, you've done some kids' books. Well, I've illustrated some illustrated. kids' books. I yeah. can't take the uh, a lovely lady called Claire has illustrated uh, and Ellie. I've, I've illustrated kids' books that other people have written. Yeah. The, I would. My dream is to do uh, my own kids' books. Yeah. I would love to write and illustrate because yeah. then I could get my own humour in there. Yeah. Or. You know, that's not to say that mine is better than anyone else's, but I think that then there would be a a, a synergy between the words and the illustration yeah. that's maybe more detached. If you know, I, I'm quite happy to draw other people's kids' books, but I would love to at least have done one or two of my own. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you and as being as as being a dad, has that influenced your? Yeah your sort of perspective on your own Completely, creative. but not in the way that, you know when people have kids and they suddenly all want to do something to do with kids? Yeah. Like, I want to design kids' leggings. Yeah. Suddenly, it's yeah. like, why? You're, you're working market finance. <laughs> <laughs> why do you want to suddenly, because yeah. you've had a kid, yeah. you know? So I remember there was a lot of that going on. And I was a little bit like that. I hadn't had a huge amount of interest in doing kids' books before I had kids, but I did. It was a long-term dream, but when I had a kid, it uh, really fueled it because not just because of him, but of all his little, you, you know, you you get to know other kids. Yeah, and, and my friends were all having kids at the same time, and I realised I really like kids. They're really great. Prior to having kids, and you're less exposed to them. Yeah, <laughs> one should never use the word exposed and children. <laughs> But I realised I really like kids and they're really funny and they've, yeah. it's not just about doing something cute, you know, like designing leggings or whatever. Yeah. Kids are really funny and they're really smart. Yeah. And I'd like to, I think that's an audience I'd like to, um, I don't know, work with or get involved with yeah. more. Yeah. But, you know, as a, as a not, I, I don't want to hang up my sweary posters clogs yeah. and do King I would like to do the two yeah. but yeah fingers crossed yeah mm. I, can, I can see you doing that can you yes if only you were the marketing director of a massive yeah book publishing company sadly not well, when this goes out of course you uh, know, that's it one of the many <laughs> publishing giants listening will, uh, will, will, will leap on this Absolute. opportunity. Basically, I'm just going to go home after this and just wait for the call. Get the dings in that, in <laughs> yeah. that email inbox. Um, and and we, so you, you talk about um, net, net, never handing in drawings late or anything. Yep. Um, what happens when you get stuck then? Do you get stuck? Do you, do you... Uh, not, for, not, if it's a, not if it's for a client. No. If a client has come and said, we've got this new uh, bum cream yeah. and... Uh, we need uh, loosely we need two characters doing this no problem really you know yeah right. fine I, yeah. I, it's fine I really enjoy it and I like yeah. you know again as my wife says <laughs> uh, if someone gives me an idea and a deadline uh, no problems yeah. it's when someone gives me a blank piece of paper yeah. and says give us something and you've got six months to do it but we love your stuff. I, I always choke. Right. Every time. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, when we did the... Wasn't that what we said to you when we did the Yeah, but, the, but there was a brief. There was right. a brief. Sort of. So there was some structure. 
That's a good point. It's a long time ago, but I, one, of the, one, of the, one of the things that I, you know, I really enjoyed about that project was it was a bit different for us. Yeah. In that normally we as the agency would be more, much more um, prescriptive about the content. Uh, and in, yeah. And in a way we just got a bunch of illustrators whose work we loved. Yeah. And so we got this short space between programmes what can we do in it? Mm-hmm. And, and there was some, you know, it was a collaborative thing. We, yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. But, but a lot of it came from you. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah, uh, you, the, the, there's two things about that that it, I know that kind of contradicts what I was just saying about the blank piece of paper because you did literally say, just go off. Or I think you said, give us your sketchbooks and you yes, sort of like right. pick things that's out. Right. And yeah. then uh, I remember Chris and Sam who were directing it said, go and give us more, yeah. you know, this sort of thing. So, but there's two things. There, there, one, there was an end. There was an end deadline, you know. So it was like, right. So I had the motivation. Yeah. Two, there was competition as well because I remember Paul and Miko That's were working right. on it. Yeah. They were both brilliant. Yeah. And uh, and I that made me step up a little ah, bit. Okay. But if if you had said, oh, we just like your stuff. Just go off and do something, and we might do. So in, historically, I've, I have had people say, have you got any ideas for a book or a TV show? And I've said, well, not on me. And they've said, well, go away and come back. And, yeah. you know, and, and in that situation, then I really struggle. Right. Then, you know, then it all goes a bit like a 1960s psychedelic scene where I step out of the room and everything's just white. <laughs> <laughs> and I look down at my hands and I can't see anything. yeah. And, I wanted to talk to you a bit about place, because uh, here's, here's another quote from your website. Having spent 10 years living in Berlin and New York, mm. he has recently returned to London, where he spends his time telling disinterested others that he's just spent the last 10 years living in Berlin and New York. Yeah, um, which is yeah. true. I can't let it go. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Why should they? Uh, Berlin, New York. Yeah. Two of the best cities on the planet. Yeah, but also two of the most predictable. Right. It's like, oh, where have yeah. you lived? Oh, Berlin. And, and where was it in New York? Brooklyn. Okay, right. You couldn't <laughs> have ticked more. Yeah. But I did. I mean, I went to... I'm always late to the party. When I got to right. Berlin, everyone was going, oh, oh, no, mate, Lisbon. Where Everyone's in Lisbon now. Yeah. And then I got to Brooklyn, specifically Williamsburg. And people right. were like, oh, my God, Williamsburg. So 2006, you know. Um, but no, they were brilliant. Yeah. That was a lovely, amazing... T- I'm really yeah. glad that I did that because yeah. I just took myself off and did it. Yeah. How does it work for you creatively, sort of being in these new environments, new countries, um, new places? Did it... Was good. it a positive thing? Did it yeah, make a good. difference? I probably could have done more with it. Like, when I went to Berlin, I, I got... I lived with a mate from the UK hung out with people from the UK and didn't really immerse myself in the art scene, which is a shame because there's an amazing art scene in, yeah. uh, in Berlin. But I went to... I probably did too much of the socialising thing. I'm not trying to make out that I was David Bowie or, yeah. you know... Actually, no, he did the opposite. He went and worked really hard. <laughs> he dropped the party in. Yeah. I went and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't mass hedonism, but... I didn't. I just used to pootle around on my bike during the day, yeah. and then do a job. Again, I, I waited until I had an agency, so I knew that they were taking care of 
finding the work. Finding work, and then I would just do the job. And looking back, I should have, I could have done more. Berlin's an amazing place. It's less, there are less constraints in London. If you want to do a billboard, you can whack a bill. No one cares. You're not going to get arrested, or mm. you know. Whereas London, there's CCTV everywhere. Particularly, that this is 2006. So I could have done more, but I, I just wanted to experience living abroad. Mm. And then after that, uh, I came back to London and realised I wanted to try somewhere else. So I went almost straight away to Brooklyn, to New York. Didn't go straight to Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm going to Brooklyn, please. What sort of a wanker would say that? <laughs> yeah, and again, that worked out a bit better creatively. I was there for longer, so I did right. get to know. I got to know some amazing artists out there and generally watched them get more amazing <laughs> And, and get bigger and bigger while I kind of watched from the, the sideline. But I, right. that's okay because yeah. it was, you know. Actually, New York, I did struggle a little bit with work in terms of I would go and meet clients and that is something that I've never feared. I like meeting people. I like talking, as you can probably tell. <laughs> but um, in, in New York, the, the uh, client meetings never worked out for me really because why the, do you think that was because uh, there's that whole thing with the work i've learned not to say they don't get it because i actually said that once in a meeting and the woman <laughs> was quite insulted she was like no no, no i get it and yeah. you know like i just don't like it yeah, right. because and i realized that um and all, also a couple of people uh, i'm talking about creative director yeah, you yeah. know you go and see your portfolio at whatever ad agency or whatever and they'd say, look, it's completely different here. You've got a, uh, you know, New York gets it, LA gets it, but then there's this massive swathe in the middle that might be really offended by that yeah. picture of Jesus that you've done or whatever. Yeah. So we, there's nothing we can do with that. And your humour's maybe a little bit too edgy. And then there, there was people that just didn't get it either. Right. Because a lot of the stuff, I, I, I think, references maybe British... There's, I think there's a maybe there's a Britishness to yeah yeah I, I, I think there is well, the tone I think yeah. maybe that didn't always translate well yeah. so so yeah in that respect not too great but I certainly had a great time while yeah. I was there it's yeah. a lovely place to live yeah. we would still be there if we could yeah but um, it's very expensive <laughs> and we didn't have any healthcare right <laughs> but you know maybe one after this obviously when I become yeah. A multi-million pound artist. Yeah. We'll go straight back. Yeah, of course. Screw you. And was London different when you got back? Yeah, it's because I think money's changed everything, and all the artists are moving out in the same way that in New York, all the artists were leaving. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, it was Brooklyn, and then they, they can't even afford Brooklyn, so they were leaving. Yeah. Uh, New York completely. I've, you know, here I've noticed the same things. Everyone's going to Margate or Hastings or yeah. wherever because London's become so expensive. Yeah. You know, it used to be that you'd go to South London and now yeah. you've got to keep going. <laughs> you've got to go, keep going till you hit the sea. Yeah. You know, or, or Bristol and all of those. Yeah. So I find that that's changed a little bit. Mm. But again, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's all going on, but it's just in... Some part of London I probably haven't heard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know. There's stuff going on at the moment, isn't there? That, um, uh, oh, stuff. You know, there's stuff going on. So one, one of, your, one of your, your films that I watched recently was the, the Brexit one. Uh, and you said, uh, like, experimenting with one's sexuality 
or licking a hallucinogenic frog, I've decided to go pro-Brexit for a day just to see how it feels. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, if people haven't seen this film, they've got to go check it oh, out. Oh, well. I, I was giggling away, I was. Oh, well, good. I'm, I'll, I'll get, yeah. Again, didn't want to cause any offence. Yeah. I've actually, now that's funny, the Brexit one, because I've, um, I've had an about turn. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, I'm pro-leave or okay. whatever. Okay. Not at all, but I had a conversation with a friend, and like I, you know, a dear friend, uh, who uh, said, "Well, I actually am pro leave," and I had a moment of go, oh, well, "How dare you!" Yeah, and then he eloquently explained why, and it made me realise that I actually don't know <laughs> why I'm pro remain. I mean, I do. I I know in my heart, yeah. but actually from an economic point of view and all of that sort of stuff, yeah. I don't actually know what I'm talking about in the same way that I don't think anyone really knows what they're talking about, yeah. you know. Um, but the, the Brexit film was one that I, I thought, well, I'm on safe ground here. Yeah. I definitely am. It, there's only a few things that I, I do not care about causing offence right. with. Yeah. Or there's a few things. Um, uh, uh, the Tory party... Yeah. Piers Morgan as an entity, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, you know where, that, yeah. that sort of thing. I, honestly, if I cause offence to any of those things or people, yeah. I couldn't give a fuck, yes. you know. And I thought that with Brexit, it, it was in the same pot. Yeah. I thought, well, if you're pro-leave, uh, yeah. I always get the two com- confused, yeah. <laughs> which one is it? If you're pro-leave, then f- yeah, I don't give a shit if I yeah. offend you anyway. And actually, from that one conversation with this one yeah. Uh, good pal, I thought, well, people are entitled to have yeah. a difference of opinion. So looking back on that film, I don't think a, that film paints a lever to be a total dick, right? It's just, I want it more to be about the hypocrisy of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not the yeah. hypocrisy. It's, it's, but it's just, it's very funny, dancing syringes and what's yeah. the hopping, hopping... Uh, oh, what's the hopping thing? Oh, it's, it's a crack pipe. Yeah, it's a hopping crack pipe, but very hard to draw. So, no, it, it took me a little while to work it out, but yeah. I was helped by the hypodermic syringe. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, that was in front of a nursery in Dalston yeah. as well, yeah. a kids' nursery. But um, did you shoot that yourself? Did you shoot? Well, the, the, that's the great thing about iPhones, isn't it? Yeah, you can go because a couple of years ago, I asked Chris, yeah. a director friend of ours, if he'd come out and do some filming that I could then draw on top yeah. of and. No, I hope Chris isn't listening to this. <laughs> what fucking hell? This is why I'm out of a job. But now you can just go out with your iPhone, yeah. do that, and then. Yeah. So, so yeah, I yeah. did film yeah. that myself. Yeah. But so I don't think Martin Scorsese's got anything to worry about. Yeah. Um, but the the sort of look and feel of it is perfect for oh, illustrations. Well, yeah. yeah, I enjoy doing it. You see, again, yeah. that is more the sort of thing I would. There's no reason I couldn't do one of them a week. That was a Fahoots project. It was a Fahoots. Yeah. 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 That wasn't lazy. It wasn't lazy. Do you know what the problem is? For all technology is coming along, I, I do still need, you know, I can go out and film the backgrounds on iPhone. I still always have to have an animator. I cannot animate. I haven't got right. the patience. And I think that animation is a real skill. Yeah. I think timing and all of that. Okay. It's a real art. Yeah. I've come to realise that through doing some really bad <laughs> animation of my own. But, so I... Uh, I've got a couple of friends who are animators, but 
Yeah. I always like to pay them. Yeah. So those things are quite expensive right, and time-consuming. So, but otherwise, I would be doing one of if I could animate as well. Yeah. I'd be doing one of them a week. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's a, it's going to be fine when that multi-million pound is coming. Crow flies yeah, in and yeah. drops an egg on my head. We're off, Richard. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I wondered. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, uh, about you know your work when we. Uh, th- th- there's a lot. Of, there's a lot in your work. I think that suggests you could be successful in other media too. Right. Well, I think. You well, know, fingers crossed. Because if the illustration keeps going the way. Yeah, and you, you mentioned music, yeah. didn't you? I did. Uh, uh, like you, you played in a band, didn't you? Uh, yeah, of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to do music. Yeah, I used to do music. I used to love doing music, but I was never very good at that. Right. And I think that music is, for me, it's mega sacred. I, you know, because I'm a massive music fan. In fact, you could say music is my first love. Right. Uh, uh, should I be saying that? But it's sort of it's. Yeah. And I think if I'd been a better musician, then that's probably the one that I think. I think where things first started cooking, I was as much into music as illustration, and in a way that sort of helped because I wasn't too focused on the illustration, right. so it was yeah. almost something. That would happen from my subconscious. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you're a bit freer then. Maybe. Yeah. But on the flip side, I do think back, because this is early thousands when I was that age, less responsibility, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if maybe I'd been completely focused on the illustration. Maybe I would have done more of those things. But I fucking, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe I would have just been playing more video yeah. games. Yeah. I don't know. What were you doing in the band? I was, I, oh God, it, was, I, it wasn't a band, I was a, and I shudder to say the words, I was a singer-songwriter of the Elliot Smithy sort of, right. as were billions of other people, yeah. <laughs> who were all saying exactly the same yeah. thing. And do you still pick up your guitar now and I again? St- I have a fiddle every now and again. A little strum? I have a little strum. Of a morning. I do a little bit, I do, I, you know, music is the thing that I still am as into post kids as I was pre kids yeah you know in terms of being sourcing looking out for new stuff or going to gigs or whatever I tried that is one thing that if that slipped it's all over (laughs) it's all over yeah Yeah. and and the the music scene at the moment is fantastic it is yeah yes brilliant Uh, it's healthy and vibrant and diverse and energetic yeah no it's it's amazing Imagine being a young musician as well. You've got YouTube, you've got uh, websites, yeah. you've got Facebook, social media generally, yeah. uh, all of that, Spotify, where you can just put your music out. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Because when I was doing it, it was literally, I would li- literally, I'll say that word again, <laughs> literally, I would go to, you know, if we were playing a gig and you would have to traipse down there, put your little photocopy poster up, yeah. then... Text your friends, we're doing a gig, or email yeah. your friends, you know, yeah. with a little flyer attached to it. They were always really annoying. Do you remember you'd get them, oh, God, not one of them again, you know, straight in the trash. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. And beyond that, you just had to hope. And, and I, we used to do the CDs thing and then give them out at, yeah. at gigs. And now, yeah. 
So I'm a little sad that I'm not doing it now, where you can put do film a little music video and yeah. whack it on YouTube yes. or whatever. Yeah, I get the, the trick is getting paid for it these days, isn't it? I think as a musician, well, that's it. Nice. That's it. So it's weird with one hand the Lord giveth. Yeah. You know, I think that's the general thing. I sort of have been careful to avoid the social media, Instagram thing, because that is something that I sort of struggle with, because it opens up so much in the way of opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, it's, I find it, I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Well, because of this thing where it fuels my insecurity. Yeah. I'll be having a perfectly fine day. Yeah. I'll think, oh, that, that's, I'll be happily drawing, and then yeah. I'll just idly look at Instagram, and it'll, it'll just crush me. Yeah. You know, because you'll see yeah. Jimmy Jib Jobs or whatever his name yeah. is, that hot new illustrator yeah. from Grantham. <laughs> Not even a cool town yeah. has got 2.7 billion followers yeah. and has just done an ad campaign for Pepsi. Yeah. And you think, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my desk up and then storm out, you know. Yeah. So, it, you know, I, I have to be, I try and use it just you know, post and then yeah. walk away sort yeah. of thing. It's but difficult, isn't it? It's, it's really hard. It's expected of you. Of course. I think. Yeah, well, that's Particularly it. Particularly in your game. That's it. The pressure. That's what I hate about it. Yeah. There's this thing where is it in, in, in the old days, Richard, you'd update your portfolio once a year, <laughs> you know, and think, ah, that's that done then. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Whereas now you're having to, if, if I don't post every week, I get this stress of like, oh, God, you know, or, and, yeah. and then I just got down with posting once in a while. And then, uh, and then it was Instagram stories. Now yeah. you've got to do Instagram stories, you know. Yeah. And, oh, fucking hell. That's, you know, another thing to realise I'm not doing enough of, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, is it our time? I, th- I, think, I think looking at this, it might be our time. Our, our time is up. Our time is up. We've been going for about an hour. That's about right. Is it? Is it that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, we should wrap up. Yeah, Al. But it's been really, really lovely to see you again. I've I've enjoyed it, Richard. And and to have this chat. I Um, hope I haven't talked too much. You've not. uh, Do you know? It's funny. um, A lot of people say that to me. Do they? After these things, they go. (laughs) I I really enjoyed talking to you, but I didn't go on too much. But that's the point. (laughs) That is the point. Yeah, it'd probably be worse if I was going dinner and long silence. No, no, no. I I, I deliberately invited you to come here and go on, and and you've gone on. Prattle on. So that's that's been lovely. Well, I've enjoyed it. uh, So thank you very much, Al. And um, at the event uh, that we, we, we get a chair thrown at us, we should probably uh, (laughs) we should probably go call it a day there. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. So there we are. Um, yeah, Al, what a lovely man. And um, I'm really grateful for his honesty and openness in that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you uh, are enjoying the series as a whole. If you do, let me know. It'll keep me going through the dark winter months. I've got some great chats already uh, lined up. So yeah, please stay tuned. Uh, but for now, Happy New Year. Big love from South Wales. All the best. Bye-bye.